everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Well, good morning, Mr. Hartley. How are you today? Good morning. I am doing well. How about yourself? Well, it's really nice and uh, rainy here. So we've got some beautiful spring weather with April showers bringing the May flowers. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. It is a beautiful day. Yes. How is it in Canada? We have a special uh, guest on this week. Uh, in Canada, at mile 16 north of the U.S. border in southwestern Manitoba, we've just experienced our third winter, so we have a fresh blanket of snow, which we're grateful for, because we've had a fire ban on for several weeks since mid-March, so the, the farmers are thankful for answered prayers for moisture. We All haven't right. started eating yet. Okay. All right. This week we have Elaine. You say your last name because I'll always mess it up. It's Elaine Phrase. Phrase, phrase. And Elaine, you bring some very interesting uh, timely topics with you, uh, uh, working with farmers and transitions and farming and things like that. Can you give us just a little bit of background about yourself, your farm, your family? So I call myself a farm family coach. I grew up on a farm really close to Winnipeg, Manitoba, which was cattle and grain. I'm a home economist by degree, and God called me to a little town called Boisevain, Manitoba, way back 42 years ago. I married a local farmer named Wes Fraze, and we're seed growers, and we have a 5,000-acre seed farm and a certified seed business, and a son and daughter-in-law who are in their 30s with three children who live next door, and we sell a lot of wholesale retail grain, certified grain to other farmers and seed businesses, so we have a family farm, and we also run a very complex business. And I, as a coach, work with farm families all over North America. Okay. So when you work with farm families, you definitely have the opportunity to practice what you preach. Exactly. I'm going through the same <laughs> journey that they are, Chris. So that mm -hmm. gives me a lot of credibility, and I can speak their language because I also know how to drive a combine. Amen. That's cool. <laughs> So can you touch just briefly on the faith side of your journey, how you got to where you are today? Uh, I'm the eldest of five, Frank, and I grew up in a loving home and, and went to church a lot every Sunday uh, with my parents and was a, a Canadian girl in training called CGIT in our church. But when I was um, in my teens at Bible camp, that's when I realized that Jesus was my good shepherd I remember sitting on a baseball diamond with Mrs. Toringa explaining to me, John, uh, 10, I think it is, 10, about the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And then it made sense to me that Jesus was also my good shepherd. So I became a Jesus follower in my teens. And then 
was baptized in my early 20s and was blessed through my university days to be involved in a very large interfaith uh, college and career group, which we called Koinia. And those are still lifelong uh, relationships, which I treasure. So my journey has been uh, growing up in a home where God was honored, but not um, seen in an evangelical way. So I became much more evangelical and, and went to a different church when I became a teenager and could drive myself there. And all of my work uh, with farm families, I integrate um, my Christian principles and my faith, because as you know, the work I do is around the emotional factors affecting planning, and it gets pretty intense when you're trying to figure out how to help people have a model of forgiveness and communicate more strongly with each other and, and make quick repair in relationship. So when you're working with farm families, not only does your your own personal faith impact how you deal with that, but you bring that into the actual conversation, do you? Right, Chris, and I, I I worked with the Manitoba Government of Ag- Manitoba Agriculture Department as an, what you would call in the States a county home, home economist, a county agent, so I did that work for six years, but then um, when I gave birth to our, our daughter 37 years ago, I became very ill with postpartum depression, the worst case that my Christian psychiatrist had seen in his entire practice, and so I lost most of 1984 to psych wards and postpartum depression healing and I'm really really thankful to be well since that time and and God healed me really through uh, 23 um, ECTs or shock treatments so you know I have a depression story as well in terms of my mental health journey Mm -hmm. that I I also bring into my coaching work which sometimes involves depression or mental illness and other things as well but I always say counseling is about recovery but coaching is about discovery. And so the way I came to being a coach was back in 2003 after I'd been asked by Manitoba Agriculture independently to take flip charts to kitchen tables around farm families who'd gone through an estate planning course with Anna Spradlin from the University of Colorado. She'd come up here to talk to farm families about farm transition. And then she goes back to Colorado. And then the department said, well, what are we going to do for follow-up? So I started as an independent per diem worker doing some of that follow-up work and then that worked into really being questioning and understanding that you know there's a piece missing in transition that people aren't paying attention to and that's the family dynamic Mm -hmm. and conflict and communication and so Mm -hmm. God started weaving that part of my story way back in 2003 when I went to Santa Barbara California with the Hudson Institute to train as a coach okay yeah yeah yeah, fascinating. Very much so. I, I I have a part-time consulting job off the farm working with dairy farmers, and I see that so often. You go into a farm, and, and dad's 90 years old. The sons are in their 50s. Dad still runs a show. He can't get out to the barn, but the 50-year-old sons still haven't been able to take over. Or I'm working with the, the next third generation back, and they're saying, what we can't talk to anybody within the family here to try to communicate. So, I mean, like like we said before, we started brought recording. We, there's a lot of subjects here and a lot of directions we can go. In general, though, for now, do you see more challenges with a with a Christian family farm than not? Or you know, how does that Christianity play into trying to 
uh, work through those transitions and and bringing the family together. That, just communication in general. Just communication matter. in general, yeah. So there's a saying by Peter Drucker, a management guru, uh, culture beats strategy. And so the three <laughs> words I use. That's, that's a good quote. Yeah, it's a great it's a great quote. I actually have a whole presentation, and you can find it on YouTube. If you just Google my name, Elaine Fraze, and, and type in culture beats strategy, you can play it on YouTube. But the idea is culture is the glue that holds the family together. And so what is it that we believe how do we behave and how do we decide? And, and Frank, to your point about the 90-year-old dairy farmer, he believes he can't le- let go. Mm-hmm. He behaves as a power controller. And his decision-making being dictatorial or autocratic in nature has kept his whole family stuck. So what do you believe to be true about God? What do you believe to be true about Jesus and his model of forgiveness? So often I'll ask a highly conflicted family, what's your model of forgiveness? They'll say, oh, Elaine, we don't go to church. I said, no, that's not what I asked you. I said, how mm-hmm. do you make repair as you go along behaving with each other? How do you, how do you, you know, and I, I work with a lot of families who call themselves Christian. And what I want to know are, are they Jesus followers? Do they subscribe to right. Jesus's model of forgiveness, mm-hmm. which is, you know, keeping short accounts and, and, and forgiving one another and loving each other deeply and um, and being able to express, you know, what's going on in their heart, soul, and mind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So so with Christian families that I work with, and I, I just worked with one yesterday, and I was so happy. I sent them an, an email this morning. It says, it makes my heart sing to see how far you've come because they were treating each other really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, they have faith. Um, and, and typically also, Frank and Chris, I would – I will ask permission every time I work with a family, may I pray over you first or may I pray with you first before we start this intense family meeting to ask for God's wisdom. And they'll say yes. And I've only ever been denied once. Okay. And when I was denied, the son walked out of the meeting room. This is when we could meet face to face. And the mother quickly posied herself up beside me. She said, okay, Elaine, he's gone. Pray for me now. And, and, uh, and I have no idea, I have no idea what this family believes in terms of their faith walk, Mm -hmm. but I do know, um, from the power of the word and God's truth is that God gives us wisdom when we ask for it. And, and you can imagine what's at stake here now, guys, is that we're talking multi-million dollar farms. Oh yeah. We're talking about greed. We're Mm -hmm. talking about anger. We're talking about trauma and it sounds like I might be a marriage counselor, and I have been accused of being one. But as I said before, counseling is about recovery and healing. But coaching is about discovering what is it you truly want? Mm-hmm. What is it you truly believe? What is the kind of behavior when you think about believe, behave, decide? If you believe that we are made in God's image, why are you treating each other so badly? Why are you shutting your, <laughs> your mother-in-law yeah. out of having a relationship with your grandchildren, do you really want to stay married? And so if you want to stay married, why are you accepting such bad behavior? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and who said that, where is it written that you should not be compensated for the skills that you brought back to this farm that you left behind at your engineering job or your right. oil patch job or your agronomy job or whatever 
career you have left because you've had this such tight pull to come back into the family business. Right, right. So I I have a, a practice every morning of being in my, what I call my quiet chair. And I call this time and season that we're in right now the great pause. Mm-hmm. So we're in a pause. That's for and sure. So what are you doing to strengthen your faith and the way you believe and your practice of how you show up to be light in the world during this great pause with all of the things that have been stripped away from you? And what it's done to farm families, guys, is it's amplified, made bigger whatever was pre-existing in the condition of the family dynamic before. Right, right. Well, it used to, used to be if, if you had an issue with your dad or your brother on the farm, you could get in a truck and say, I'm going away for a few days. I'm leaving. Now we're stuck together. <laughs> and, and we've got to either work it out or we're going to just bang heads day in and day out. And so, yeah, it is definitely – people don't think about that. They say, oh, well, you're locked at home. What's the big deal? You don't see anybody. But on a family farm, you're now locked in with your fellow coworkers 24-7. And it does – unless Unless you intentionally, Frank – have practices that will change your mindset, right. change your behavior, mm-hmm. and that you decide that maybe we should have some collaborative decision making. So I, I, John Ortberg wrote this book called The Life I've Always Wanted. And he said, when I die, I want to be rich towards God and rich in relationship. And that would be another code that I live by is because I know very clearly when I pass, I'm not taking anything with me. So why do I care what my net worth is? Yes, I manage money well and I steward the things God right, has given right. me. But, you know, at the end of the day, what are you really truly working to be rich in? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Daddy George Bush said at one point, they said, well, you were a fighter pilot in World War II. You were... Uh, an ambassador, you were vice president, you were president, with all these accomplishments. What is the greatest thing that you feel in your life you accomplished with all this stuff? There's got to be something that goes to the top. He says, the number one thing I feel I accomplished is my kids still want to come home and sit at the kitchen table with me. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it just kind of says it all. (laughs) Right. And so, so the whole concept of, you know, if people want to see my work, they can just, and don't have to mess up with my name, just go to farmfamilycoach.com. But my whole journey and my whole um, reason for being in the way God has wired me, I'm wired for communication. I'm wired for empathy. I'm wired for positivity. I'm wired for lifelong learning. But the big thing I'm wired for is winning others over quickly because you can imagine pouring out all of this drama and tension and conflict Mm -hmm. to a complete stranger which people do with me all the time and they go Elaine how did you figure this out so quickly I said because I'm looking at your family map I'm looking at how old you are you're not 21 anymore newsflash you're 62 you have a 40 year old son who still doesn't own anything who's frustrated when does he get power and control which is what 40-year-olds actually need. Mm -hmm. And so the combination between just basic human uh, needs that are how we're made by God and and principles that we find, you know, I I have gone back to it and we'll start again, but I read the proverb for the day 
So if today's the 14th of April, you should be reading Proverbs 14, right? Mm -hmm. And if you keep reading the wisdom, I mean, it becomes part of how you want to operate. And then in 1 Peter, it talks about don't just love each other, love each other deeply. What does that mean? How does that show up in practice, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then in James, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask. And it just doesn't occur to people that asking for help from someone who's walking, wants to walk, is not a bad idea. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of pride. Oh, yeah. and it's I, really hard for farmers to do that. Yes, because there's pride and stubbornness, Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're down. And, you know, uh, we did, we started the study, and then, of course, we got kiboshed by having to be in isolation or, or not be meeting together. But I did the Breaking Free study with uh, Beth Moore. And and she had such a good thing about all the aspects of pride. And and what I do as a writer is I take the wisdom of others and then I translate. And well, what 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 would that look like for a farmer? And so for a farmer, what's your pride around? Pride is good if you want the best dairy cows and nice pastures and a neat farmyard. But pride is not good when it shuts you down and says, well, I can do this by myself or. What right do you have to even want to know what I want? So pride can be a good thing or it cannot be good. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, the whole transition thing is something that Frank and I are working through. We're both at that age where we have children that are interested and involved and you know, letting go of certain things and maybe allowing them to not be the way that we think that it should be. And it's yep. also easy for us to point at other people and say, they have a problem with this. But we don't. (laughs) I have have lots of one-liners, Chris. So my one-liner for that would be, different is not wrong. It's just different. Right. Yep. Or that was then and this is now. That's for sure. Another one I have is love does not read minds. So we can't make assumptions about what the next generation is doing. And a very powerful question for you as 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 the dad and the leader of the business would be, what would you like me to do differently? Mm-hmm. Because then you can explore a different way of, of behaving with each other. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's good. Very good. Well, Elaine, we just we can't thank you enough for being willing to be on with us today. Um, we're really looking forward. And hopefully we can reconnect again here down the road. I think there's a lot of subjects that uh, a lot of farm families, agribusiness families, which, you know, coincide together. Um, a lot of subjects I'm sure they'd like to hear a little more about from you. And so we just look forward to uh, getting back with you again in the future. Thanks for this opportunity, Frank. And I just would like farm families to to just really take some time to talk to themselves and just really be, you know, in that isolated time, just to really think, what is the life you truly want? And if you don't if you're not getting what you truly need, why are you not asking mm-hmm. and 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 receiving what God has for you um, and, and just being open to really, really listening what the other people around you are thinking, feeling, needing and wanting. And that can be such a life changing experience because God wants good things for us. He's the giver of all good gifts. Mm-hmm. Amen. And 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 you don't have to stay stuck. You, you can have the life you've always wanted, but you need to make repairs. So what are you being called to do to uh, make repair? Very good.
What's the best thank way to you cut so much, Elaine? Like Frank, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time to share with us today. I, I'm, not, I'm not anxious for this conversation to end, but I do hope that we can continue it somewhere further down the road. We will also include the link to your website in our show notes. Yep. And what's the best best two ways to get a hold of your website again? And you have a Facebook page also. Yes, yeah, so um, Facebook page is Elaine Fraze Farm Family Coach. Um, my YouTube channel, same thing, Elaine Fraze Farm Family Coach. And if people want um, discovery calls with me to look at maybe what their own personal journey might be, then my webpage at farmfamilycoach.com. Okay. So I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Elaine Fraze. And um, my Instagram account is interesting because these millennials, they love their Instagram, but I'm not as enthused with <laughs> yeah, it. <as> yeah, <laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying. I, so. would, I would point out that Fraze is spelled F-R-O-E-S-E. Yep. Right. In case anybody has an issue with the spelling of it. Right. Okay. Elaine Fraze. I usually say Elaine from Boys of Maine, but that doesn't help you jump on my, my social media. Okay. Well, very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you again. We greatly appreciate it. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a, a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus, or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot and God bless till we talk next time. See you later. <laughs>